If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. When I was a kid, I was probably 12. This is a great story. Uh, yes. I think I was 12. And there was an older, I don't remember who it was, an older Italian relative. And he was like, I don't know, 75 maybe. <clears throat> and... um not to stereotype, but the old school Italian guys, the old school Italian men from the uh, the old world, they they they, they kind of don't give a shit that much. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm chilling there. I'm like 12, maybe 11, and he goes to sit down. Right. So as soon as he touches the the, the chair, he goes, oh, <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, sh- are you okay? Yeah. And he goes, uh, he goes, I sat on my balls. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like what? Because <laughs> I'm 11, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking. I'm like, what? Like, I'm freaked out. Like, how, how the that fuck happen? did that, like, what is this? Like, your balls are back there? Like, how'd that happen? Yeah. And he goes, you never sat on your balls? And I said, no. And he goes, yeah. don't worry, you will one day. Yeah, because they're still inside you. It's stuck, it stuck with me. Yeah. It's stuck with me since then. And, wait uh, they drop. I'm waiting for that to happen. Gravity. I have yet to see Gravity kicks in, bro. They, they, they hang Jesus low. Christ. They hang low. So we should probably tell the listeners. We should probably tell the, the listeners that we're missing uh, one mind pump member. We are. Adam's yeah, not uh, here right now. Yeah. The, Can we do our best impression of him? Of or Adam? is that going to be bad? Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, this reminds me of a story yeah. uh, that okay. I, I was walking down the street and, um, you know, chicks were basically telling me right. I was good looking and I was like, no, I'm not right now. I'm not carb loaded. <laughs> and so uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that reminds me of the time I was at this club, you know. <laughs> And like, I was just like, I just don't want to be noticed by, you know, I'm just like tired of of girls, hot women always coming up and talking to me. And so I was just like, you know, trying to be like a fly on the wall, you know, but I couldn't, but I couldn't, I couldn't. It's impossible. It's too gorgeous. No, he's, he's uh where is he anyway? I don't know. Is it a, oh, Tahoe. Oh, he's uh, just a trip with a girl or whatever. Yeah. Well, I was gone last week on vacation. And so I missed a couple uh, sessions with you boys. Um, mm. You know, you know who holds strong, hold, holds the fort down. Doug, you, Me Justin, and Doug. yeah, yeah. You guys are always here. D and J, you guys, D and J hobby. That's a free plug. You guys are like, uh, you're like the herpes. We are. You, you don't go away. No, we kind of. You you're know, always and, there, and we, we're very calculated. So if you have a big <laughs> event coming up, we're going to show up. Gonna- <laughs> yeah. If, if you're trying to get laid. We're going to be You're there. You're going to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, um, so I was on vacation. I took the family to, uh, we went to Legoland and SeaWorld. And- dude, that's awesome. How was it? Because uh, I want to take my son. Dude, it was, it was a great, great time. I had a great time. However, I, um, it looks like I accomplished uh, some, some pretty good bulking gains <laughs> over the week. I gained six pounds, dude, yeah. in a week. We we talked about this, cause, yeah, because we're like we said, we're kind of like you know girls in a sense. Yeah, to where I'm like, wow, look at you, bro. Like, oh, yeah. Look at you. Look at you no. Look I'm at like, I gained six yeah. pounds, and Justin was like, no, no, you look good, bro. <laughs> it's like you good can't even pounds, tell. though. It's yeah. good pounds. You're firm. Fuck. You're firm. Fuck. Yeah. So I I would eat like at night. We would we would make s'mores. So I'd have s'mores. Oh yeah. And then I'd drink during the day. And mm-hmm. uh, I found a, I, I finally found an Classic. alcoholic beverage that I enjoy. Which one is that? Moscow Mule. What what's in that? So it's not a sex act because that's <laughs> I thought that's what it was. I ordered one and I was like expecting something some weird donkey show. And, no, they brought out a drink. It's ginger beer, vodka, uh, lime juice, and ginger beer with vodka. 
I don't, it sounds like a fucking hangover I want to say and a half. So, no, dude, it was good. Really? Yeah, it was really good. So I had I had Moscow Mules, and then um, I throw in a, a, a Red Bull vodka every once in a while. And you know the kids are playing in the pool, and I'm just smashed. Watching yeah, <laughs> watching them on the side, of, you know, on the side Vacation. of the pool. Vacation. Yeah. And the, and the kids are like, "Wow, Papa's having so much fun with hey, us. Why are you so smiley today? Why are you so happy? <laughs> uh, you know." Around yeah. 3 p.m., I'm like, all right, kids, we got to go back to the room and like, take a nap. Everybody stop shouting. <laughs> yeah, let's the all take a nap. Morning. Yeah. So that was that. Um, pretty much it. Uh, I think we need to do a song. We do. Yeah. yeah. So I think, uh, why don't you go and start, and I'll throw in some. <sighs> if you like pina coladas, <laughs> and something, something in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst song ever. My only beat is the the only beat that I know is that. Well, yeah, let's just do a techno beat. beat. I think the beat box is usually better. Like, yeah, it's kind of like a, it's a little porn feel to it. Yeah, and then you got to be like, yeah. I was waiting on it, but you know what? I I realize that me and Justin are the not serious ones. That's what that's what just happened, right? Yeah, yeah we. I just noticed shit. that too. Yeah. Well, I was. Looking, Adam usually like pulls us back in. He does. Yeah. Um, shit. What are yeah. we gonna do? I look. Random. I look back at the last few episodes, and uh, we need to. We should. We should talk about fitness. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's. It's time to get a little bit serious, yeah. but like, I don't know. Maybe make fun of it afterwards. All right. Okay. Let's do that. Let's talk about fitness a little bit. So, cool. um, so one thing that I noticed. So I worked out in the hotel gym. Which, as most people know, hotel gyms terrible, suck, really bad. Uh, But I, you know, I made do, and I saw something I did not think I would see in uh, a hotel gym. I actually saw weights. No, yeah, I did see a few weights, but I saw a guy in there working out, and he had the uh, ILS, or otherwise known as wheelbarrow syndrome or imaginary lat syndrome. Oh, I, I yes, okay. So I haven't s- heard the term ILS. ILS, imaginary lat syndrome. Gotcha. So it's a medical it's a medical term uh, referring to the dudes that walk around in the gym, arms out, kind of flared out to their sides. It looks like they're they're holding an imaginary wheelbarrow, mm-hmm. or like if they have massive lats, but they actually don't. Mm-hmm. Shoulders are rolled forward, right? And they super protracted. Yeah, and they're just walking around. And so then I thought to myself, said, you know, we need to do an, we should probably do an episode on on common Deviations. yeah muscle imbalances. Mm-hmm. And correctional exercise, because we talk a lot about performance, how to increase performance and strength and mm-hmm. fat loss and muscle building. And the sexual bedroom performance stuff. That stuff too. We cover that. But we don't, we don't, we haven't really covered uh, correctional exercise. And mm-hmm. I think um, people need to realize just how important that is for overall fitness. Right. Because it's, I mean, like we always kind of mention, like the the common metaphor is is building your foundation and um, it, not addressing these little issues as nuanced and as small as you might think that they are uh, could really grow and, and and turn into something that's going to be you know a bigger problem. It's something that's really going to um, limit you as far as like how you're going to be able to build strength and how you're going to be able to move and be explosive and, you know, whatever, whatever it is, your goal, uh, you know, whether you want to build muscle or you're trying to like get better performance wise, it's, it's really going to like stop you from getting to that place. It will. And here, I mean, we'll, we'll start with the, the, the obvious. Okay. The obvious is injury. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, muscle imbalances lead to, um, injuries. Now, before I get into that, 
I think it's uh, important we explain what a muscle imbalance is because, you know, a common some muscle imbalances are glaring. They're obvious, Mm -hmm. but a lot of them aren't so glaring and obvious Um, and they become so common that we don't even notice that they're imbalances. We think that's just how people move or, you know, the way we're supposed to look. But uh, for for all intents and purposes, a a muscle imbalance refers to a recruitment pattern, a muscle recruitment pattern. That is less than ideal. So a a recruitment pattern refers to the way your muscles fire when they're doing a particular movement. Mm -hmm. Um, The order in which they fire and which muscles uh, do most of a movement and which muscles do less of a movement. Right, which are overactive, which are underactive. Right, so so you you think of all the muscles of when you do a squat or a push-up or a pull-up. There's a specific recruitment pattern that happens for those. And there's there's recruitment patterns that are ideal that are going to uh, allow your joints to move in an ideal way. Um, and then there's a less than ideal uh, uh, recruitment patterns that will place your joints and body in positions uh, and in movements that are not conducive to long-term uh, health and longevity when it comes to exercise. And so when you look at uh, you know athletes or gym rats, Injury is becomes a huge factor because we're working out consistently for years, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, the average person doesn't work, you know, has trouble being consistent with the workouts. That's one thing. But then when you have guys like us or a lot of our listeners who work out week after week after week for years and years yeah. and years. Repetitive movement. We're you're, talking you're, chronic, you know, issues that are going to come out of these deviations. Yeah, you're going to you're going to encounter um, eventually you're going to encounter a, a problem. And if you don't address it. It turns into an injury, and that will stop your progress dead in its tracks. Mm-hmm. And you'll either, A, have to avoid exercises altogether, which sucks, especially if it's an important exercise like a squat, or B, um, you'll have to stop working out. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, I'm going to say something that, I don't I mean, it might be controversial, but the truth is that rarely do you need to stop, completely stop exercise when you have an ache or a pain that's mm-hmm. due to exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, the usually uh, if proper correctional exercise will correct the issue and you won't need to stop your workout. Um, and I think that's important to note because a lot of people are like, oh, I, I had to stop working out my shoulders for five weeks because mm-hmm. I had a shoulder problem. When in fact, um, th- there would have been a better way to address right. that. You're just really like shortening ligaments or you're shortening muscles and you're, you're creating all this like wound up tension that's <clears throat> pulling uh, like a rubber band, it's pulling it in the in the the not optimal way, mm-hmm. right? And it sort of takes over, and it's overactive. It's 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 like uh, you know when your knee starts tracking, mm-hmm. and and you realize that, dude, if I just foam roll my T band and I, I alleviate a lot of this pressure, you know, I'm gonna have that pain is gonna subside, um, and I think that too, like it it is it is tricky because you know we're not physical therapists and, and like, you know, MDs or, you know, stuff like that. So we don't want to like prescribe things for people when they have pains, but at the same time, you know, you can, you can uh, differentiate whether or not it's muscular or, you know, it's bone or, or, you know, ligaments or that kind of pain. Like there's, there's a difference, you know, and, and there's like a sharp pain, you know, versus like, you know, more of an achy or like a more of a, even if it's a sharp pain and, but it subsides, you know, it's not something that's like, I got to go, go to the doctor. You know? Well, you can, you, you can break, you can break most pain down into two categories, two general, and these are broad categories, but you can 
pretty much place pain into one or two cat one of these categories. One is acute, mm-hmm. okay, and acute pain. <clears throat> an easy test if you have a client or even yourself, uh, uh, you can assess this really easily. You know, if a client comes to me and says my shoulder hurts, I'll say, well, would you, how did you hurt it? Mm-hmm. If they say, you know, oh, I. I, I felt a pop or I tweaked it or I fell there's or I some twisted. There's huge impact. Then there's a, that's yeah. acute. If they say to me, well, I don't re- really remember when I heard it, but it just kind of bothers me when I do these types of motions. Right. And it's kind of been bothering me for a while now. That's chronic. Mm-hmm. And chronic pain is far more of that is due to muscle imbalance. Mm-hmm. Acute pain can be an actual injury in which- Yeah, it could re- be a traumatic, you know, some kind of like collision or something that happened. Yeah, you might have tore something or something like that. So that definitely would require rest. But- most pain is chronic. Most of the time, you know, it's it's not something that we specifically did at one moment. It was just over time mm-hmm. we developed these issues. So, um, I think, I guess it's for our for for you to assess yourself. You don't. You're you're right. We're not physical therapists, but you don't necessarily need to be one mm-hmm. if you kind of understand generally. Uh, you know how joints function. Right. So, like, we'll start with the shoulders because I see shoulder issues. Uh, as being the most common amongst just well, like rats. one of the most complicated, you know, multifaceted, like it, it gives, it allows for like almost the mo- the most ranges of motion that, you know, you could provide uh, out of a joint. How many, how many ranges is it? Like it's like five or oh, yeah. six different, you know, variations. So I can, I can, you know, I have rotator cuff in there so you, I can turn and rotate. You my, can rotate my arm. it internally, externally. Yeah, exactly. You know, you twist, you can, I mean, there's just so many different uh, pathways that you can move your arm through uh, because your soul, your shoulder joint is so versatile. It's super versatile. Um, I'd say the next of it, the next most versatile joint would probably be the hip. I mean, aside from the spine, of course. Right. Um, and then you have joints that are very, you know, they just basically just flex and extend like the elbow and the, uh-huh. And the knee. And what's really holding together your shoulder? I mean, this this little collarbone. Uh, I mean, a lot of times I'll see like clients I have that um, are cyclists. You know, that's one of the first things that's going to break. There's just so much. It only takes so much uh, force and and. Uh, oh, you mean when they fall off? Before, the yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they just all they do is they fall over. Their their feet are. are you know, stuck into their oh, uh, pedals and that's, the worst that's like too. one of the first things to go. And it, there's just not a whole lot of like really rigid, um, like bone structure mm-hmm. there to, um, to combat any kind of like force and trauma. And two, it's one of the most used, you know, your, your arm, like, especially with sports, you know, like think of pitchers and think of, um, you know, quarterbacks and, you know, whatever, like it, hockey, any upper body, anything sport. upper body, yeah. um, just, just the repetitive movement of that is going to stress out all those ligaments. And well, I mean, uh, let's look at a common. Here's a common uh, deviation or issue with the shoulder. You see people with, with what's called forward shoulder, mm-hmm. and this is where, and just to exaggerate this this particular deviation, it would be with someone whose shoulders are kind of rolled forward. Now, that's that's in the that's in a common individual, uh, somebody who maybe won't doesn't work out, or even people who do work out. You'll see it in, in its extreme form. But then again, you see this in people who work out a lot, and this will be when they go do a back exercise or a pressing exercise, and they don't get good what's called scapular retraction and depression. Mm-hmm. So let me explain what that means. The shoulder joint is in its most mobile uh, position, or uh, 
I guess it moves best when it's retracted and depressed. So mm-hmm. that means when the shoulder blades are down and back. Mm-hmm. When they're down and back and away from the ears, you have a very good full range of motion and it's in a relatively safe position. When it's shrugged or rolled forward, lots of issues can happen. Things from impingement um, mm-hmm. of the you know uh, infraspinatus muscle or the supraspinatus muscle. Um, you get um, bicep tendon inflammation. Mm-hmm. You know rotator cuff. You know issues uh, along the rotator cuff, which is along the scapula. So if one of the things, if you have shoulder issues, one of the best ways to address it is to focus on exercises that strengthen that shoulders down and back position yeah it's it's supporting that and it's almost like you're you're shortening it to that optimal length right so you want yeah so you want that scapular retraction you want to work on those rhomboids and strengthen you know that posterior part of the shoulder and uh and that because that honestly that counters a lot of normal posturing throughout your day too so oh you sit in front of your computer you're in front of your, you're even just sitting in a chair like what do you normally do you're leaning forward we're always talking to people in front of us mm-hmm. right and so we're talking to people in front of us this leads to you know that that posturing where everything else is sort of like hunched forward um you know you get that forward neck you know and that creates other deviations um and so like there's cues that we look for as trainers too like so um, if, if our shoulders are, are coming up and, and my, my trapezius is really tight, you know, that's something that we want to address. Just like you said, with, with the scapular retraction and everything else and pulling everything down, uh, for optimal length. But then you look at something like, say I'm a boxer, right? Uh, how are boxers posturing? Yeah. You, you need to shrug. You your, need yeah. to, sh- you need to have your, you want to cover your chin. You want to cover your chin. And so it's like uh, certain sports, I think too, like that. When you, when you go out of sports, especially like it's really hard to um, sort of address all these things that happened as a result of your sport. Well, yeah, with a boxer, I would still focus on retraction and depression of the scapula just because it offsets what he's exactly. always doing. Yeah, what he or she's point. always doing in the in the ring. Same thing I would do with you know um, pitchers. You mm-hmm. know, and I, I have them throw a ball backwards uh, along the same trajectory. Oh yeah, opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, so so here's the deal. So when I say this to people, especially to people who are experienced in the gym but aren't necessarily experts or in correctional exercise or trainers, they just work out a lot. When I say to them, you need to work on bringing the shoulders down and back, the first thing they do is say, oh, okay, I'll do more rows. And yes, if you do a row, theoretically, that's what you're working on. However, here's the difference between correctional exercise versus exercise for muscle building and for uh, performance. When I'm trying to build muscle, I'm using a weight that is challenging. I am pulling, I am giving myself, um, I have to work out at a certain intensity to stimulate muscle growth. When I'm working for correctional exercise, I'm not looking for muscle growth, I'm looking to change the recruitment pattern. Here's the difference. If I take a guy, and I've done this a million times, if I take a guy or girl who's got that poor you know, uh, recruitment pattern in the shoulder and they're getting that forward shoulder, the shrugged shoulder, like you said, and I have them do heavy rows, you know how they're going to row the weight? They're going to row the weight with their shoulders shrugging Shrug. yeah. because that's their recruitment pattern. So if they just do more rows, if they say, if they listen to what I say and they say, fuck it, oh cool, I'm going to go do more rows then. Oh, that's a great point. All they're doing is strengthening the imbalance. Mm-hmm. They're not correcting the imbalance. 
Well, because your body, yeah, your body too is like it wants to make things uh, the way that you're posturing. It wants to uh, enhance that, and it wants to um, improve. Um, basically, wants to make it easier. So if you're if you're lifting weight, your body's like smart enough to want to make you know that less uh, challenging for you based off of like how you you're already structured and how your length and tension relationship is established. Exactly. Great, great point. And so with that individual, what I would say is no, no, no. For when you do your rows, let's say you use 150 pounds on the cable row, I want you to use 70 pounds, something that is light for you, maybe even 50 pounds. And what I want you to do is I want you to focus specifically on that downward and back squeeze of the uh, of the scapula. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be challenging in terms of the weight. The, the form might be challenging, but the weight's not going to be challenging. But what it's going to do is it's going to teach your muscles to fire differently. Yes. So let me explain what happens when you're, why your body starts to, to shrug or why it'll conti- continue to shrug. If you've always shrugged when you've done these rows, uh, what's happening is, and just like what, what Justin was saying, your body doesn't understand muscles. It understands movement. Mm-hmm. So when I'm what I'm telling my body is to pull the weight back. If if my downward and back squeeze is weak, because let's say my rhomboids are weak or my, my mid-trapezius is weak, my body doesn't say, okay, we need to strengthen those muscles. It says I need to pull the weight back. So it calls upon the next available muscle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's the upper trapezius. Right. And so I'm going to continue to strengthen that imbalance. So we got to lighten the weight and correct that form. And then what it does is it changes the way your body recruits muscles. And then eventually over time, I move up to that heavy weight again, but now I'm strengthening the, I'm, I'm working on the imbalance. I'm correcting my recruitment pattern and I'm building muscle. And it's a, that's a great point. And it, it also like highlights how, when you have an injury, how those recruitment patterns change, uh, because you know, your body's efficiency is the priority, right? With movement. Right. And so, um, you know, as, as I'm going and re- rehabilitating that, I want to focus on realigning that pathway and, and, and getting that recruitment pattern again so that, you know, you can, um, you can get the right muscles involved with the movement. So, you know, and this is hard because, you know, a lot of times people have surgeries and things, and especially like, you know, I noticed with some clients that have had like a, a C-section or, um, you know, something like that, where like, oh, it's really hard to establish that again with, with the that abdominals. Connection yeah, the that connection But it's so, it's so vital to then, um, you know, supporting the movement, you know, like later on. So if you're not addressing that and you're just trying to, um, you know, get, get back into shape and getting into shape is the priority um, you know, you're going to experience other types of injuries as a result of that, because now you don't, you're not recruiting the right, uh, muscle groups to support your spine and really supporting your spine is of the highest priority. And then, you know, out of that is, you know, the, as far as like, you know, turns into aesthetic, but also like, you know, we can, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, no. You and, know what I mean? And a lot of, and here's the thing besides injury, um, you'll build more muscle and perform better if you correct these imbalances. So even if you don't have injuries, even if you feel fine, if your body's not, if your recruitment patterns aren't optimal, you will limit your ability to get stronger and to improve. And I'll give you another example. Mm-hmm. I I cannot count how many times I've had um, athletes come in or people who work out a lot come in and increase their bench press by five percent, not because they've built more muscle. I'm talking about in the same session. Like 
I'm like, we're going to start training right now. And 30 minutes later, you're stronger in your bench press. Why? Because I'm able to put your body in better positioning with your form, mm-hmm. with your bench press. This is true for almost any you get more muscle activation, better muscle activation, better form. And over yeah. time, you're going to build more muscle. So if you're having issues with, you know, some of these big, you know, multi-joint movements like squats or deadlifts or whatever, a, a good thing to do would be to lighten the load and perfect your form mm-hmm. and look in the mirror and have people assess you and say, okay, I'm, I'm not activating these muscle groups. I'm going to go light and perfect this and add weight only when it's perfected and then add weight. And if, if my form gets, goes down again, back off on the weight. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, if you do that, um, you'll get better results uh, in the short term not just in the long term, yeah, but in the short term. You know, you brought something interesting up about, um, you know, uh, like core activation, like when women get C-sections after pregnancy or mm-hmm. or even, I'll, I'll give you another one. This one's interesting. So I learned this from a physical therapist friend of mine years ago and it blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. So we know, you know, we've talked about this in the past, but a muscle contracts best when the muscle fibers uh, you know, without getting too technical, within a certain range of motion, your muscles are gonna are gonna be the strongest. If you mm-hmm. put a muscle, it's like in, your strength curve, right? right. Yeah. And if you put a muscle in a deep stretch, it's not gonna be as strong. So, for example, if you take your pec and you stretch it as far as you possibly can, and then mm-hmm. try and lift heavy weight with it, you're not gonna be as strong as if you start as if you start in the middle. Right. Okay. So now let's talk about uh, uh, weight gain, especially in men, where we men will gain lots of body fat in our belly, but not on top of the muscle underneath it, mm. the visceral body fat. Mm-hmm. And we all know that, that guy with the big belly where you poke his belly and it's hard yeah. because there's fat underneath it. What is that body fat doing? It's pushing the abdominals out yes, and stretching them out. They are losing core stability simply because of the inflammation and fat underneath mm-hmm. the abdominals that's stretching it out. Well, yep. Now, women don't necessarily typically store lots of visceral body fat in the gut. However, women will typically suffer from lots of gut inflammation, more, even more so than men. Hmm. And you'll hear women say, like, I feel bloated or my mm-hmm. belly feels bloated. This will also reduce uh, core stability. And so what goes, and what goes along hand in hand with this is back pain. Mm-hmm. And I've had people um, reduce back pain by reducing gut inflammation because mm. now their core muscles can fire better. And so when you get someone who's got a distended belly, we can really work a lot on trying to activate the core. But if we don't reduce that distension or that inflammation, it gets very difficult. That's so crazy. I mean, that just brings it right back to why nutrition is so like symbiotic with the whole training experience. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're... Uh, because a lot of people think of nutrition as just a way to get leaner, not necessarily performance, right? I mean, because if you if you sort of load up on sugar and all this before an event, obviously you're going to get a spike and you're going to get this surge of energy um, temporarily, right? And you're going to crash. But I mean, just the inflammation like over time and the chronic uh, toxicity levels of your body – you're going to end up having to fight all that intr- intrinsically, whereas you know 
if you address that, like your overall body performance will enhance because now your body doesn't have to fight so hard right. internally with all this stuff going on and it's going to be more optimal and I'm sure your signal would be louder, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you, if we apply that on a, a systemic, um, you know, scale, the whole body, think of chronic inflammation now, what it's doing to the rest of your body's ability to fire muscles properly. And you see now why, um, you know, I've had so many clients, like I said, we'll, we'll reduce their inflammation. They haven't lost weight or anything. We really haven't even worked out at this point that much, but they'll notice less pain mm-hmm. in areas like their back and their neck or whatever um, because muscles are able to fire more optimally because they're not so inflamed. Mm-hmm. So this is the correctional kind of aspect. And I place that in the correctional exercise category. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is a very important part and it's not as glamorous as you know, training to look a certain way, or it's not as fun as seeing, you know, big weights move up in the gym, Mm -hmm. but it contributes heavily to those two things. So, you know, we can talk about the knee. Let's talk about the knee first. So we just talked about the shoulder. Yeah. And so I would say in a nutshell, uh, the ability for your shoulder blades to pinch down and back is uh, a a kind of a cure-all when it comes to chronic shoulder pain. Now, it's not going to fix everything, but everything from shoulder impingement issues to bicep tendon inflammation to to uh, rotator cuff issues mm-hmm. that ideal position will benefit those let's talk about the knee now for a second right the knee is near is not nearly as complicated as the shoulder it only really does two things it flexes and yeah, extends flex extend i mean it it obviously is a state you know has stabilizing components so if you're in a single leg situation or whatnot or like lateral forces and transverse so you know, can adjust to that, but its main function is that flex hinge. and extend. Yeah. So the, here's the thing about the knee: the knee rarely operates on its own in movement. Ninety nine percent of the time, your knee—if you're doing something that involves your knees—you're also doing something that involves your hips and your ankles to a lesser extent, but mo- mainly your hips. Mm-hmm. Many, 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 many times, I would say the majority of times that I've encountered. Uh, knee issues with clients and I'm not talking about an acute injury like a tear or whatever just chronic pain it's it's involved with the hips it's a weakness in the hips yep it's a weakness or an imbalance in the hips either tightness Mm -hmm. or the fact that the hips are not firing optimally so I'll give you an example right um the hip joints twist I can twist my I can turn my foot out and turn it in what's called external internal rotation Mm -hmm. with my hips my knees don't do that my meniscus holds my knee in place from twisting. Mm-hmm. However, if my hips are super tight and I'm trying to do twisting movements and everyday activity, my meniscus is going to have to stabilize the shit out of my knee. Right. And yeah. so you'll get meniscus issues and pain. And this will will reveal itself when, with clients who say like, I don't know what I did, but my knee just gets swollen sometimes. And a lot of times I'll, I'll look at their hips and notice that they're tight. Mm-hmm. as hell on their hips and so it must be their meniscus that's getting tired God, i swear the go-to and this is just it, it holds true with almost everybody in the population i've trained like it's it's it like the piriformis just takes so oh, much yeah. stress yeah. and like if we address that and like it, it just it just helps to alleviate so much of that tension that that's really drawing everything out of um this optimal biomechanic situation um but yeah, a lot of times like knee pain, it's just like this immediate uh, result of the hips, you know, being out of alignment or not, you know, doing its optimal function. Yeah, I would say um, 
you know, in that particular issue, like, like I said, when I'm training clients or athletes, I focus a lot on proper hip extension, you know, the, the, the posterior mm-hmm. chain, the glutes and the hamstrings and how they're firing. So, um, that, yeah. And, uh, that's one of the main things. So, um, Dr. Ed Thomas, like, so he's done wonders with like physical education in, uh, in Iowa and I hold a lot of respect for him. He's like almost like the father of, of physical education. Um, but uh, he, some things I picked up from him as far as movement is concerned, um, just just frequently placing the body into full extension. Uh, you know, it, it's so important to do that because, you know, you think, of, like I said in the beginning, how everything is so in front of you and forward and the posturing of everything, the arms are down. Um, you know, just taking your body and sort of, um, in full extension and, and getting that out of the hips and, um, knees and, and, and it's just, it, it helps to counteract a lot of those forces. Well, I think, uh, let me, let me explain because I'm, I'm sure some listeners are getting confused with what we're, what we mean when we say extension. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, when, when Justin says extension, so flexion at the hips would be, if I'm standing straight up, flexion would be me flexing down to touch my toes. Mm-hmm. extension would be coming up okay yep. so hip extension is uh me taking my leg keeping it straight and kind of kicking my heel back with my whole leg like i'm doing like a butt like a like a kickback if that makes any sense um whereas a, f- a flexion would be bringing my knee up or bringing you know my knee up to the front of my body right. okay so hip extension bringing my leg back hip flexion bringing my knee up Mm-hmm. So uh, hip extension is the glutes, hamstrings, and or if you just think about humping, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of extension. There's, there's a lot, lot of extending when you're humping. If you don't do full extension with the full hump, you're missing. <laughs> Listen, you're missing yeah. a full inch or so. Not only, of- yeah. <laughs> like I said, I gotta we bring got back ser- to the sexual. We hump. were serious. I know. I was like, that was that was quite a run. <laughs> I need to spice it up a little <laughs> bit. <Yeah>. Humping. <laughs> so, like, if you look at a squat, if you look at a, a, someone doing a squat, um. Believe it or not, we think of squats as this quad exercise. You work in your quads a lot. The hips are doing a lot more, or at least they should be doing a lot more of the load than the knees. If the hips are weak, you're going to put more load on the knees. So if you have issues with your knees, you should be focusing on like single leg toe touches or single leg deadlifts Mm -hmm. or stiff legged deadlifts or hip bridges Mm -hmm. or exercises that strengthen that extension part. Right. Then you go back to doing your squat and you'll see that uh, your knees probably won't bother you as much yeah. when you're doing They'll your barbell squat. Seat. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, uh, this goes to everybody. Correctional exercise should be something that's always in your back pocket. And when you're noticing an issue with, you know, aches or pains and you need to really warm up a lot of a particular joint, it may it's probably in your best interest to focus on correcting the issue uh, before you before you move on, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'll give you another example with uh, I'll use presses again with, with rotator cuff issues. And you're seeing more people do this now. More people are, are kind of hip to this is strengthening the external rotators of the rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. So in layman's terms, that's the those are the muscles that if I put my arm out to my side, like I just did a side lateral, it's twisting. So I'm twisting my thumb up and then twisting it back. Mm-hmm. The muscles that rotate my arm out are the external rotators. And there are exercises that can strengthen that uh, particular movement, which tend to be weak in people who just do lots of bench presses and shoulder presses. Mm -hmm. And so this would be um, 
you know, I'm standing straight up. I grab a cable. My arm is bent at 90 degrees and I just rotate my arm out. I'm just yep. twisting out and then letting the weight bring back, uh, come back in and twisting out. I also do that. Yeah. With the rubber band, with the rubber know, band tied onto a, a squat rack or, or even a dumbbell. Like right. I had a guy not that long ago add 15 pounds to his bench press just because he added that. Right. All he did was add. Or let me do a little plug here. Indian clubs. Indian clubs are excellent for yeah. the shoulders. Yeah. Absolutely. You get a lot of the um, internal external stabilizers, you know, working on that, yeah. which then contributes to strength and all your heavy lifts. It's just, it, I, I, and I, I don't know, I guess this is why I've kind of fell in love with them is just because um, I've, I've gone through so many programs for strength training and um, everything performance based. You're talking about the, the Indian clubs you work out with, not the yes. Indian, not the Indian clubs you go out and party at. No, bale bale bale. You can find Justin at the Indian clubs. Hey, I get down, <laughs> dude. That song was ridiculous. <laughs> I get down, man. Bollywood all day. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Indian yeah, clubs. So Indian clubs. Why I fell in love with them was because. I haven't found anything else that really matched the ability that, you know, the human body has at the shoulder joint, like, you know, with the Indian clubs, it's this, it's this fluid circular motion that you're not going to ever experience just by pressing, you know, stationary weights or even kettlebells. Kettlebells do a decent job at allowing, you know, more rotation in the wrist, more rotation, elbow, you know, shoulder, um, but it, it just helps to, to really just establish that, that fluidity and get the, get that joint, uh, that kind of movement that it needs. Uh, and then it adds just enough stress. So it adds just enough of a load to, uh, enhance that movement and basically build more strength with that. Right. So if you think of, uh, gym gymnasts or, you know, they have like crazy flexibility, but somehow they're super strong in that flexibility. And that's an extreme example because they have trained their body in a very extreme way to be able to get, you know, crazier range of motion than any normal person is capable of. And, and uh, so anyway, this is just a way to counteract a lot of like deviations um, as well and strengthen you know, the whole uh, shoulder blade and the whole shoulder joint and, and everything. So, well, I would say, um, cause I've had people ask me, well, how do I, how do I, how, how do I make sure that I don't get, you know, injured or how do I make sure that I don't have to uh, encounter an issue where then something hurts and then I have to try to fix it. Mm -hmm. Because once you start to have that pain to try to correct it, you need to have a little bit of knowledge on, on how to do so. Now, obviously we, this is what we do for a living. So we know how to do this. But for the average person, here's what I would recommend. Every few weeks or so, dedicate one, one workout or maybe even a week of workouts to um, perfecting your form and your range of motion on exercises. Yes. So one way to do this would be to film, to, you know, film yourself with your iPhone or whatever, um, doing a squat, a deadlift, a bench press, an overhead press, a row. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe have a workout partner film these from behind and from the side. Watch them and be really critical of them and put them next to videos or pictures of what, you know, are demonstrated to be perfect form on those. Or, okay, mm -hmm. just get on our forum. Of course. And we will help critique because that's one of the, the I think, the oh, yeah, greatest we've had benefits that. that we've had. Yeah, with a lot of the members in there that 
um, are doing a deadlift or a squat and they want a quick little form check. And, you know, we're usually pretty good about. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've had about at least five people post videos yeah. of themselves doing and other trainers and everybody kind of chimes in together, like, you know, to help articulate little things you probably don't see, you know, because as much as we want to work out, you know, and be be a, a renegade, you know, and just do it all by yourself, like it, it benefits you to have people, you know, that are knowledgeable, give you like real valid critiques and it'll just help to enhance your lifts the next time you go do it. It does. And if you're listening and you're not on the forum, I mean, we suggest you get on there. But if you're not and you post uh, a video of yourself doing a squat or a deadlift or whatever, go ahead and, you know, just tag Mind Pump. Right. And, I mean, we'll try to get to it. We have a lot of people uh, yeah. at the moment that are that have been asking questions and stuff. and But we'll try to get to it. But if we can... Uh, we I have no problem. Yeah, I, mean, I know Justin and Adam. Try, for the same way. yeah, definitely try. We always try to help people. I yeah. mean, it, it doesn't matter if you're in our little ecosystem or not. Like it, like people on the, you know, in the gym will come up and ask me something. I, I, if I have a second of time available, I'm going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just that we don't always have that. But you know, at the same time, like we're definitely there for you guys, and that's why we're doing this show. We're not getting paid. Yeah. You know, do this show. I, I, I stop, always stop feel, reminding me. I always feel like I have to reiterate that though, because like uh, you listen to a lot of podcasts, and and uh, you know we have apparel and we have all these different things, but like we're not making any money. No, you know what I mean. Like, it's <laughs> no. just not, and you know. We're, so just keep that in mind. You know, like we're we're putting our a lot of time into this. And, well, uh, I mean, we're, we're getting. I mean, we're we're almost. We've almost convinced Adam to let us uh, whore him out. Yeah, and I think we can make some. Well, good, we're getting some creative, is yeah. what you're trying to say. Yeah, like, I think yeah, we. Can, I think I think we can make some. Oh, money this reminds me. I was just hearing <laughs> about <laughs> speaking, this documentary. It's like Trophy Kids, and they in there. They were talking about uh, like these crazy ass parents that were were taking like athletes who had like genetically awesome calves or whatever. Like, so they get them to like go to the sperm bank and donate if you will uh and then they you know take that and inseminate wow yeah like that's that's like the the crazy wow parent that exists now how much uh, uh how much would you need how much would someone I mean, need to pay you for listen you i'm available i got some rocking calves <laughs> you know like uh Bro. yeah it's like 900 bucks they're paying these people for see that. when i hear and that like, there's only one thing that pops in my head is dude, is mind how, pump fun is how much money i could have made just last week it's just <laughs> it's a lot of wasted uh it is a lot of wasted materials right yeah. it's valuable i didn't even know it was valuable i'd be let me think let me do the math carry the zero yeah. carry the one i'd be worth a couple trillion dollars by now <laughs> At least. If I start back when I, I was, mean, you know, 13. Depends Ooh. on. And then if you take that uh, supplement you mentioned a long time ago, the volumizer. Yeah, <laughs> seminal volume. Or, what was the other one? Uh, I don't remember. What that was my ball fill. Or ball like refill. <laughs> Probably my favorite supplement. Yeah. Ever. No yeah. imbalance there. No muscle imbalance there. No. And no. why is my right forearm so much bigger than my left? So uh, yeah, repetitive motion, <laughs> yeah. repetitive motion all day. So so um you know I, what you need to do? We'll go back up. Get me, your stranger involved. Get the stranger. Get the stranger. Stranger. Is danger. that when the hand falls asleep? Um yeah, well, no, that's yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we can't stay serious for too long. No. All right, so I so I guess to, just to to leave off, um I would say focus one to three workouts every 4 or 5 weeks on just correctional exercise lightweight perfect your form mm -hmm. and uh you will build more muscle you'll definitely you know look better 
but more than that, you'll right. avoid, you'll you, avoid injury for yeah, a lot longer. Establish those, you know, recruitment patterns and, and see what it does for your, your, your days where you want to really press it. Thank you for listening to mind pump for more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam and Justin visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com until next time. This is Mind Pump.